0: All right. Uh, so to let you guys know, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. Like I'm not good with heights. I, uh, you either Cade, you're not good with heights. What? You have to be drugged to get on a plane. See Cade, that's where you and I differ. Like I'm, I'm scared of heights when I'm not secure, you know, like, like a roller coaster. I'm cool. A plane. I'm cool. You put me on a ladder changing out these light bulbs. I'm like, dude, I'm not comfortable with this because the whole thing is, you know, shaking and stuff and I'm not the most coordinated dude. So I'm not comfortable with that. Um, so that's why I'm scared of heights. Literally put me on a 10 foot ladder and I get scared of heights. How high up for you before you're, you're scared. Depends. Well, come on up here, Cade. Well, let, come here. Well, come on. Let's give it for Cade, everybody. Cade in the house. How are we looking so far, Kev? Do I need to turn these on or anything? Have you done our virtual reality thing yet? I have. Have you? It was weird? It was weird. What'd you do? I flew a spaceship. Oh, cool. flew a spaceship. <laughs> That's legit. Did it feel like you were actually in the spaceship? I got nauseated. It was, it was weird. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> I'm just having fun with you, bro. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to put you on the virtual reality uh, system again, okay? So come on over here to Kevin. He's going to get you hooked up on that. And we got a monitor right here so people can see. For some reason, we'll connect to our screen. So if you guys can see that. That's uh, that Kyle. He's like, all right, now I can see. I know what's going on. Um, so, Cade, right now you're in an elevator. Do you see that? You see those yellow buttons to your right? In the elevator. Look in the elevator. Yep. Now, you see the one that says uh, Xmas Plank? It's all blurry. It's all blurry okay it's the top one go to the top one go ahead click that click it with your your right hand bro yep look up look at the door yep see that so we're we're moving because obviously elevators go up and down so we're we're going some direction so here we go all right bro so here we are we're at we're at a plank in the air okay so now hold on hold on we're gonna have you see look back out there you see that bell at the end of the plank I need you to go get that bell, bro, okay? So, yeah, just, just baby steps at a time, all right? Yep, you're almost you're at almost the, the, the edge of the elevator, yep. Okay, now hold on, yep, yep, you see it? Yep, hey, uh, watch your left hand for a second. Yeah, there we go. I just wanted to move this out of your way. Okay, so I'm going to have you take a step. Yep, move your right foot forward. Yep, and, yep, you have it. Oh, there you go. There's the plank, there's the plank, bro. You feel it? Yep. All right, dude. Nice job. Now get your foot on that plank, bro. Get your foot on that plank. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> all right hold on hold on okay how you doing you doing good are you almost to the bell hold on hold on don't don't fall off now because what i want you to do is i want you to jump off <laughs> did you fall oh about to see heaven all right bro let's go ahead we'll take this off kevin will you take this off let's give it up for Cade, everybody now, come here, bro. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to keep that headset right here. Ke- uh, Cade, talk to me through. Talk me through what were you feeling on that board? I felt like it was high up. <laughs> you felt like you were actually up there walking on a plank. Yeah. And now, did the plank throw you off too when you actually stepped on that? Yeah. yeah? And now, when you had to take a step off, what were your thoughts? Was it like, I know this is fake, I want to do it, or is it so messed up in your head you're like, no? No. It was like, no. I didn't want to do it. Because you pretty much fell off. You didn't really jump, did you? Yeah. It was accidental, right? What? It was accidental. Sure. All right, go ahead. Take a seat. Give up for Kate again. All right, so the reason that I wanted to show you guys that tonight is that oftentimes I believe that when we have that plank, Caleb, will you actually bring that plank for me back over here, is that I believe that God is saying to us, this is how we're walking around most of our days. We're actually walking around most of our days, thanks bro, with a virtual reality headset on, and it's not actual real. But we perceive it to be so real. Because God is saying that, listen, I actually have things that are above this for you. But we get so caught up in what we see in our everyday at our school, in our homes, on the football field, on the soccer field, and volleyball, and and, and, in our classes. Every place that we go, our jobs, that we see the same thing And literally what Cade just experienced, being scared to jump off. Because we all know Cade is on a literally like a a two-foot stage. He's on a two-foot stage, and if he would have stepped off, nothing at all is going to happen. Nothing bad is going to happen. But in his mind, he was so afraid to take a step off and to even take a step on a fake plank. This one's real, but what he was scared of was the actual height that it showed that was absolutely fake because you were in the alley, you were at the avenue. It wasn't actually affecting you. But in your mind it was and i'm telling you what guys what happens to us in christianity if we don't keep fighting this tension as we begin to look at the world just like that like we have virtual reality goggles on and everything we see it's got to be nope i just got to go i just got to go this way because you know what god often does he often calls us to take that step of faith and to step off a plank and see what happens but well, we're on here like, no, 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 I got, I got the goggles on, the goggles are on, and what I see, what I see is that this right here, this is real. What I'm walking on right now, this is real. God, I'm not going to go to where you've called me to. I'm not going to take the step of faith at what you've called me to do. I'm not going to pray for my friend because he's sick. I'm not going to go out and feed the homeless because the, they can't afford food. I'm not going to go out and invite my friends to the avenue or to the alley because they might make fun of me. And you know what, God? No, no. This is, where, this is where it's safe, on the plank. There's no way that I'm stepping off of it because what will happen is I will die. And God says, you know what? This around you that you actually see every single day is what's actually the virtual reality is that this one day will all fade away. Because the average age of life is 85 years old, guys. Guess what that means? One day, not to sound morbid, none of us will be here but there is an eternal kingdom that God has us fighting for. And he's saying, if you want to advance the kingdom, you got to step off the board and start stepping into faith. And just to tell you guys, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I said, I've really been challenged about this. And a lot of my messages really come from just my, my time with God. And that's exactly what this came from was just my time with God. And I just think this is, this is interesting guys. Like I gave my life to Christ when I was like 21. Um, I I did when I was like in middle school, but then I I just and did my own stuff. But I'm like, man, if I would have been walking in faith, how many more people's lives would have been changed? And I look at the Bible. And the first page of the Bible, there's the contents. So we can see all of these different books of the Bible right here. Now, when you look at Genesis... Does any story come to mind when you guys think Genesis? For me, it was last week. What are you doing, a dance? Okay. Uh, For me, it's Joseph, you know. Uh, It might be Abraham, like, because he was the father of faith. They're going to be the father of many generations. Then you go ahead and you look at Exodus. Exodus. Who comes to mind when you think a read of Exodus? Anybody? Bueller? Who? To me, Moses, I think I just heard someone say Moses, because we just, we just sang it, that God split the sea, and it was Moses who was leading Israel through it. And now, do you guys know this about Moses, okay? One of the greatest leaders of all time. People that, so, uh, in, in the Jewish society, and I mean, even Christianity, they would say, like, it's, it's Jesus, Paul, Moses. Like, Moses, how big of a deal he is. But did you know that Moses had a speech impediment? That he couldn't talk well. That when God was calling him to take these steps of faith, he was giving God excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse of why he can't do it because he couldn't talk well. But God, just like we read last week, said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to put people beside you have you walk in that faith. And we know because of him, millions of Egyptians were freed. As we're running down this, when you look at Joshua, another man, he is called to take the promised land, okay, that God obviously promised (laughs) to them. And to do it, he has to take a city called Jericho. And so when you think, okay, we got to take over a city, we're going to go in fighting, right? And God says, no, I'm going to have you do this the faith way. And what you have to do is you actually have to walk around the city seven days that's it don't bring sword no catapults nothing like that you're just walking and not saying nothing but on the last day i'm gonna have you guys blow the trumpets and watch when your faith moves watch how i move and because of that the walls of jericho fell and that's in joshua as we go through this i mean when you look at esther we'll get to some ladies here right esther the book of esther i think it's one of the best books in the bible if you haven't read it go read it it's like really short of uh, like five chapters like you'll read it in 30 minutes or less but esther is a jewish girl grows up her parents are killed she's raised by her uncle okay there's a guy named king xerxes and what happens is is king xerxes wife won't do what he wants her to do <laughs> kyle you straight up just farted bro i heard that <laughs> um, I, that was nasty So, uh, so King Xerxes, <laughs> uh, I, I like it. You're proud of it, too, huh? you know? He's proud. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Who's single? Who wants this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cade's over there like, man, I sat by the wrong dude. <laughs> anyways, uh, King Xerxes, he wants to pray around his wife. And his wife, Bathsheba, or not Bathsheba, I don't remember her name. But anyways, um, she doesn't want to. He took off he's gotta to go to the bathroom all right kyle we'll see you soon bro <laughs> he's like is this virtual reality <laughs> now that's reality son oh <laughs> anyway uh queen bashy that's her name bashy she uh she doesn't want to parade around like the king wants and so she gets fired and so the king is like hey Let's go get all the hot chicks, put them together. I'm picking a new wife. And guess what? Esther was hot. He looked at her. He said, she's my wife. And all of a sudden, she goes from an orphan to the queen. Now, what happens in the time of Esther is that, uh, is that there's an, a, a man who works for the king, and, uh, and um, uh, Haman, Haman. And uh, what happened with him is the uncle of Esther just irritated this dude. Like, just irritated Haman because he wouldn't bow to him. So what does Haman do? He said, dude, this is what we're going to do. We're not just going to kill her uncle. We're going to kill every Jew. And so the uncle finds out about this. He's like, Esther, listen, you're the queen. Like, this is the time for you to, like, rise up and speak. And here's the thing about back in the day um, is that if the king didn't actually summon you with a golden scepter to come, he could actually have you killed. So the queen couldn't actually even approach the king if she wanted to. She had to be summoned. And she's like, listen, I'm, I'm not going to die for this because you know that's what could happen. He said, listen, such a time is now as this that you are queen. you got to take a step of faith. So she said, listen, pray for me fast. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. And she said, whether I live or whether I die, I'm doing this. And she walks in, and literally, if he does not extend that uh, scepter, she's killed. But she, uh, he extends it. And she comes, and she talks to him about everything that's going on, and anyways, ends up, you know, like, talking about the whole plan. Uh, 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 Haman ends up, you know, getting in trouble instead of Mordecai, and they end up killing him and stuff. But the faith that it had to take for a woman to step out and say, I will pursue or I will go to the king so my people can be freed. And now you fast forward into the New Testament. All these different things that happen in the New Testament, and then you look, obviously, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, That summarizes Jesus, everything about his life that was written down in those four gospels. And you know what's crazy? When you think about exercising our faith, we have to have the most faith as Christians because you know we believe? We believe that a man that was killed 2,000 years ago on a cross three days later was raised to life. That sounds insane. Because here's the thing, again, not to sound morbid, but you and I have all been to funerals. We all know people that have died, and nobody went up to the cask and was like, see you in three days, Uncle Tom. Right? Like, when you go to a funeral, what happens? You're crying. You're broken. Your friend who might have OD'd because of heroin. Your family member that died because of cancer. Someone who, who died too young, and you're like, why did this happen? You... You're not thinking, oh, it'll be cool. I'll see him in three days. That's it. But with Jesus, what happened is three days later, he raises from the grave and comes back to life. And his disciples see it. And so what do his disciples start doing? They start saying, hey, he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Welcome back, Kyle. He's alive. It's cool, bro. It's cool, man. You got to tell us about it. Um, But for Jesus he goes and tells his disciples, he's like, this is what you guys got to do. You got to go out and tell other people about me. Because then he literally ascended into heaven, body, and everything. That is crazy. Because Caleb, I couldn't pay you enough money to see you ascend. You know what I mean? Be like, here, just throw money. Like, do it, do it, do it. You'd be like. You're not going to ascend. You know what I mean? Like, It doesn't happen. But you and I as Christians, we believe that a human being, that God's son ascended body and everything into the clouds. That is insane. That is crazy. That is faith. We believe that. We have not seen that. It's in our hearts. And I think for myself, I struggle with faith. And I think you do too. I think we struggle with faith because I think there's moments when God might be pushing us to pray for someone that's right next to us. And we're like, no, that's not God. There might be moments where God is telling us to go ahead and uh, invite somebody to the avenue, invite somebody to church. They're like, uh, no, they're not going to want to hear that. There's these moments that God set up for us to, uh, to, to stretch our faith and to walk in our faith and to pray for people that are sick to see a healing But we're too afraid. And so I want to actually dive into a story in Acts. I was going to read out of a couple of scriptures tonight, but I don't have time. So we're just going to dive right into Acts. We're going to talk about a man named Saul and Ananias. Now, Saul, just to put into perspective, was a hateful man of Christians. Picture him, okay, like uh, a leader of ISIS, okay? So leader of ISIS, literally ISIS believes that we're worshiping God by killing people who do not worship our God. That's what Saul was doing. He was saying that you say that Jesus is the son of God, therefore you're saying that Jesus is equal with God. I follow God, you are blaspheming against God, therefore I can kill you. And so Saul was a terrorist to Christians. To you and I, it literally would be like ISIS busting in here right now and and killing us all. That's what he would do to Christians. And so you have this God experience with Saul as he's going down a road. I don't know if he's riding a horse or a donkey. He's riding something. And all of a sudden, a bright light shows, scares the crap out of the donkey, throws him off. He's on the ground, and he hears, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he responds, who are you, Lord? He says, I am Jesus, the one that you persecute. Saul ends up going blind. And Jesus says, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go down to this house, and you're going to stay there for three days. And then I'm going to send somebody to pray for you so you'll see you again. So that's what Saul does. His, his guys lead him, and they take him, and he's just fasting. There's just there for three days, not eating or anything. And then we jump to Ananias. So this is where we want to jump in. It says, now there was a certain disciple, and this is what I think you and I can relate with. I think we can relate with Ananias. A certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, here I am, Lord. Here here I am. And now think about this. If you and I are praying at home, Maybe you're praying in your school. Maybe you're praying uh, uh, in your car. Maybe you're praying at the avenue, whatever. But when God says Ananias, when God says Caleb, when God says Noah, when God says Isaac, when God says Jenna, when God says Kai, when God calls you by name, your response is, here I am. What do you need? I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. What do you need me to do? I'm here. I'm here, God. Here I am. And he goes on, he says, so the Lord said to him, arise and go to the street called And Ananias is getting out of his iPhone. He's like, hold on, put this in Google Maps because if I put in Apple Maps, I'm going to get lost. So here we go, okay, Straight Street, okay, here we go. And uh, he says, and inquire at the house of Judas, not the one that killed Jesus, this is another one, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias, a.k.a. you, he's seen you coming in and putting his hand on him so he might receive his sight now if god says that to me i'm like that is awesome right like if isaac if god says hey i'm gonna have you pray for mark because he's got a busted knee a busted arm whatever it is and guess what he's gonna be healed when you do that you're like cool like mark like bam slap your hands on him right now just do it there you go boom you're like be healed you know like that's exciting Because you're like, God just said it. I'm going to do it. But look at Ananias' response. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've, God, um, I've heard many things about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has the authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name see see it's cool thinking oh i get to work a miracle right now but all of a sudden i'm remembering oh this dude is a terrorist as soon as i'm gonna go to him and put my hands on him he's gonna pull out a sword and try to cut off my head he is going to attempt to whip me to death to hang me to put me on a cross he wants to see me dead and i think that's what you and i do that's us that is our response so many times more than we can count actually there's so many times i ignore the voice of god when he says pray for that person give that person money invite that person to church man i'm god i'm on a schedule i can't do that man, God, I need to get home. I need to go work out. Man, I'm working out. I hate being, I hate being interrupted when I work out. Like, I'm just trying to get my, 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 my pump on. I'm just trying to get in and out because I got to go home and I got to read. I got to spend time with you, Jesus. I can't spend time with you, Jesus. If you're trying to tell me in the gym to preach about you, Jesus, because what if they don't even listen? Now, this is my confession. I wonder if you have any. How many times we say no when he just says go? that it actually has nothing to do with you, Isaac, because you can't heal Mark. I can't heal anybody. I can't save anybody. But Jesus is saying, but I want to. I died for the person that you're scared to talk to. I'm so in love with your best friend, but you call him a best friend, but you won't even invite them to the avenue. I'm more of a best friend to them than you because I gave my life for them. What have you given for them? All you do is make excuses. You can either make excuses or make a change. And I'm in this ministry to see change, not comfort. I'm in this to see faith walk out each and every day. And what about you? What if we all together tonight said you know what I'm done being faithless saying I'm not getting off the board this is scary when I look at this and I have this on we say you know what I'm realizing I'm realizing that's actually fake but I'm gonna take a step this way and I'm gonna see a miracle happen I'm gonna take a step this way I'm gonna see salvation happen I'm gonna take a step this way and see life change happen I'm gonna see it and I'm gonna be part of it you know what I want more than anything I hope this doesn't sound selfish when I look at the front of this book, my God, and I think of every single man and woman and child that made a difference because of their faith. I'm like, I want people to remember me because of my faith, not because I preached a good message. Forget a message. My message doesn't change anyone. His message will change everyone. It's got to be him. But for us to see that change, we got to open our eyes and we got to take a step of faith. We have to move because I'm telling you what I'm done not praying for people that are sick challenge me challenge me I pray if you are sick come up here let's pray and see a miracle I pray that someone tonight would have the boldness to pray for Jimmy and he would walk out of this place crushers left at this altar I pray that we would say, God, tomorrow, I'm walking into my school and I'm talking to my best friend and they might disown me, but I've got to tell them because this life, 85 years is nothing. But eternity, I want them right next to me. I want them with me. I want everybody to stand to your feet. Everybody stand to your feet. This isn't going to be a ministry where we sit around. If you thought that this is what this ministry was, let me just tell you, This will probably be your last time here. It's a ministry where we're going to see a difference because what what does Ananias end up doing? Let me read this for you. It says, then Ananias, uh, it says, but the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles, the king, and the children of Israel. What if, think about this, What if that one person that you that's coming to mind right now that one person that needs jesus that one person that you need to seek and save that one person what if they're supposed to get saved so one other person gets saved so one other person can get saved so then a hundred people can get saved not all of us are called to save multitudes Ananias, this is the only time you hear about him in the Bible. His job was to go to one. If he doesn't go to that one, I'm not sure any of us are in this room today. Because that's how big of a deal Paul's ministry was. Here's the thing. Because of you being afraid and not taking a step of faith, whose ministry are you crippling? Whose ministry are you stopping? And you know what? It might be the person in the mirror. You actually might be the Saul. Maybe your mom was the Ananias, maybe I was the Ananias, maybe Taylor was the Ananias, maybe Pastor David, Pastor Vanessa, someone was the Ananias that led you to Christ, and now you're the Saul, but you've been having these blind eyes, but understanding tonight, those eyes can be open, and you can say, I'm going to make a difference, that a miracle can start right now with me, that I will take a step that I will see my school change I will see my home change I will see miracles happen before me like no other and people will say how are you doing that and I'll say it's not me, it's all God I want you guys to come forward right now everybody in this place because we're going to go into a time of worship and I want you guys to believe it I want you guys to shout it I want you guys to want it I want you guys to crave it that a miracle can happen right now it can happen to you. It can happen. <laughs>